0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Salt Talks. My name is Joe Aleto, and I'm the production manager of Salt, which is a global thought leadership forum and networking platform encompassing finance, technology, and geopolitics. Salt Talks is a series of digital interviews with the world's foremost investors, creators, and thinkers. And just as we do at our global Salt events, we aim to both empower big, important ideas and provide our audience a window into the minds of subject matter experts. And we are very excited today to welcome Jeff Booth to Salt Talks. Jeff Booth is a visionary leader who has lived at the forefront of technology change for 20 years. He led BuildDirect, a technology company that aimed to simplify the building industry for nearly two decades through the dot-com meltdown, the 2008 financial crisis, and many waves of technological disruption. In January of 2020, Jeff released his first book titled The Price of Tomorrow Why Deflation is Key to an Abundant Future. In it, Jeff offers his provocative thesis about the current state of our economies and what must happen to enable a brighter future. He is a founding partner of OTO Labs, co founder of AddyInvest.com and Knock Knock, and serves on the boards of TerraMera, Cubic Farms, Lamazoo, M and the Richmond Hospital Foundation, as well as numerous advisory boards. And hosting today's Salt Talk is Brett Messing, President and Chief Operating Officer of SkyBridge, a global alternative investment firm. Now I'll turn it over to Brett to conduct today's interview.
1: Thanks, Joe, and uh, Jeff, thanks for joining us. Um, You know, I'm a bit of a fanboy. Uh, Your book, along with uh, The Price of Tomorrow, along with B.J. Boyapati's piece, The Bullish Case for Bitcoin, Were I think two of the most important things that I read, and that you know led us here at Skybridge to really lean into Bitcoin. You know, we now have approaching six hundred million dollars of Bitcoin across our funds. So you know, and obviously it's worked out quite well. As we talk today, I think Bitcoin's around fifty-seven thousand or so. Um, I think it's it's interesting time for us to get together. You know, the the name of your book is The Price of Tomorrow, subtitle Why Deflation is the Key to an Abundant Future, and today. President Biden signed the $1.9 trillion stimulus, and, you know, the 10-year has backed up to, you know, north of 1.6. It's come in a little bit. Uh, there's increasing concerns about inflation. There's concerns about, you know, rates rising uh, and adversely affecting the economy. You know, before we sort of dive into the general thesis of your book, I'd like to get your reaction because I think it to, to these events, because I think it does interact nicely with the things that you wrote about.
2: Yeah, and and what happened? What's happening is in a in in a currency event that is going on. We we all tend to to look at the short term news. We get caught into what's happening, um, zoomed in, and instead of zooming out and to see what's really happening in a macro level. And and that macro level, when you understand what the game board will look like um, on both sides of the the game board. Um, it's going to look a lot different in the future. And as the existing system flails, it is bound to be choppy on both sides. So we can get into specifically the 10-year and everything else, but we, but it's more important to understand the game board. And the game board is technology is creating exponential efficiency, and that efficiency um, is uh, is deflationary and exponentially so. Most of the deflation is in front of us. And, and 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 so when when i kind of wrote this book and i looked at uh, the other side of this what's stopping that deflation so we see in consumer price index we see consumer price index was lower again uh, lower than expectations again and it's because technology is driving some prices down faster than we can print into it and so what's stopping that from reaching society that would typically be a good thing our prices going down. We want prices to go down. We get more for less. That's what technology does. But on the other side of the coin, because we've lived in an inflationary world our entire lives, and that that world requires more and more credit, um, governments are trying to stop that price those price declines by lowering interest rates first, um, lower and lower and lower, which drives massive debt, debt bubbles to try to to try to grow out of what's happening and so those two giant forces are uh, colliding in society today and require a different solution so the existing the existing system an inflationary world cannot work with the technology where it is today it's impossible
1: um, you know what I find interesting is is you sort of have identified these by I think zooming out your book I think was published at the End of 19 or over, it was before yeah, the pandemic, yeah. right? Yeah,
2: beginning of 20. Yeah.
1: So, a lot of the issues that we're talking about, I think, have been highlighted, right, for all of us. I mean, I can just tell you, for example, at Skybridge, we used to have a very large travel budget. I mean, even once everyone's vaccinated, we're going to travel 80% less, right, than we used to travel, right? So, airplanes, hotel, food, right? Just think about all the jobs and, right, multiply that across. So I, I can, it sort of, it, it sort of hit, hits home. Um, can you, I guess, can you talk about how Bitcoin helps us, right? You know, and how <coughs> yeah. through this, out of this, to the other yeah. side of it?
2: Yeah. And so, so, so if you, if you think about, okay, first on the, Um, when I said how much debt has been created over the last 20 years, kind of pre-writing the book. Um, so, so, so there was at the end of 2019, there was $250 trillion of global debt to support an $80 trillion, approximate $80 trillion global economy. Um, and, and, and that sounds like a lot and it is a lot and there you, maybe you could have a thesis that somehow we could find new industries to grow our way out of the debt. Maybe. but when you realize that if the for my thesis to be true it's exponentially driving technology down and exponentially driving debt accumulation to be able to try to stop it when you realize that 185 trillion dollars of the debt uh came in the last 20 years it takes your breath away and that's just the start right so covid accelerated these trends exactly what you said so so now you said now you have in the world, you have about approximately 132 or 130 trillion dollars of negative real interest bonds that people deem safe. And that becomes the economic calculation for every other economic calculation. And they're they're on your best day, you're going to lose money on it. And you know that governments have to print a lot more money because the existing system, if you allow deflation to happen, unwinds everything and there's nothing backing it. Banks fail; everything fails, all the way to the ground, and there's just counterparty risk all the way down to the ground. So, just like, and and so you know from reading this, I I was intent. How do you find a solution out of this problem? How do you? But but COVID accelerated everything, and governments did what they would do; they printed it, uh, it printed, printed into it. And Bitcoin is a solution out of that problem. It's a system change, and just like, just like uh, I, I compare a lot of these examples in business, uh, Blockbuster with nine thousand stores and all the attendant costs, all they missed was how fast technology was moving. And now, and as technology changed download speeds, um, and Netflix had the advantage, and all of a sudden, Blockbuster had the disadvantage. Um, the uh, Everything changed in an instant, and um, and bl- what Blockbuster did is added candy aisles to their stores. And it, you laugh at it, but if you think about what economic policy is today, is adding candy aisles to the stores. It's uh, it, it cannot get out of this, and so this is going to be a system change.
1: So it's funny, you know. I'm an Angelino. I was in L.A. a week ago. I'm in New York now with with my daughter, and I got met her there early for dinner, and I. I walked down this sort of Brentwood Village quarter mile area and where the I used to get my Blockbuster videos is now a First Republic Bank and I realized that there are eight different bank branches in this quarter mile stretch and I just started sort of laughing like it I felt like I was looking at at bookstores or Blockbuster videos everywhere and it sort of underscored this idea of change. But I I guess, Jeff, I understand why Bitcoin is good for me, for you, for an individual, right, against the systemic problems that I think the pandemic has really brought into focus. But I, I have trouble understanding how it's good for the United States of America or for your, you know, how do we get from where we are to where we want to be with Bitcoin as opposed to Bitcoin just being you know, as has been, I think, appropriately characterized, a monetary life raft, right, to protect against systemic collapse, right, or as Chomsky calls it, you know, schmuck insurance.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think it's way more than that. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a requirement today as a life raft. Um, it, it it's a must in your portfolio. But I I believe it's way more than that. So if you just th- think exponentially advancing technology changes the rules. Look at your phone and look at all the things that are free on your phone. The, and that's that free is coming everywhere. It's or ordinarily free. Price declines are in front of us, and more and more price declines are in front of us in every industry because of technology. And there's nothing that governments can do about it because, because why does a CEO add technology? It's to reduce, remove labor and give more for less. That's kind of the point. Technology is supposed to free our time. And so, so what that should look like in our life is in a free market is, is price declines next year, less, less, less and in a, in a free market would make sure that the abundance gained from technology would be broadly distributed to society. So with technology and it would te- with technology, how it's changed the rules, just like it changed the rules for blockbuster technology has changed the rules and that and so there is a requirement if we want that abundance in society that it that currency allows for deflation the only way to stop that and just uh, the only way to stop that is by consolidating control so giving more power so inflation is giving more people uh, giving giving wealthy more money dividing uh, essentially inflation is the same thing as wage deflation so you're picking the pockets of some and giving it to the others and holding asset prices unnaturally high which which causes you to print more money to consolidate control it looks more like communism over time and eventually the free market does there is no free market you have a market that's owned by the biggest thug
1: Okay. So I have to out myself as being a pretty traditional liberal Democrat. I worked in, in city government in Los Angeles. Um, technology, like everyone's life is better with technology, right? It's, it's inarguable in terms of our day to day amount of content we can get food delivered, like on and on and on, but it has concentrated wealth, right? In ways that make the Teddy Roosevelt trust busting seem quaint, right? So, um, isn't there a revolution headed?
2: So, so I, lo- I, I love that you asked that. The reason it's concentrated wealth is because we're operating two systems. We're operating a non-free market system into technology that's doing it. And the more that you're doing it, you're driving wealth into the technology companies way faster. So the same thing that's manipulating market is creating those tech monopolies.
1: But on a fundamental basis, Jeff, don't technology companies, which are, you know, right, Mark Andreessen famously, software is eating the world. They just don't need as many people, right? So, what, what, what do we do with all these? So you know, people need jobs, right? So, I'm, I'm, I believe in the free market, but I'm, I i do not completely believe it that if we just leave it alone, everything's going to be okay.
2: So, so, th- and this is a really hard concept because we grew up in a different world. And every every politician you hear, and every and I grew up in the same world, and it was a hard concept for me to even agree and write. And so I'm going to out myself there, to to rewire my brain and understand what was happening, because of a rule change, um, because of what technology allows for, was really hard for me to comprehend, because it changes everything. So we we want more jobs. And the reason we're keeping more jobs is by driving wages down in a global fight to keep wages down. Wage deflation or inflation is wage deflation. Well, technology takes them anyways, Mm -hmm. and by by doing that, we're holding prices high. So the people that are leading the companies, the technology companies, and the people that have the assets are winning everything, and we're dividing society as a byproduct. And that is a that is a human condition stopping the natural force of technology prices would fall so so so, and it's it's really hard concept to understand but you don't pay for the air you breathe and and why it's the most important thing in your life you don't because it's abundant and technology is creating that abundance everywhere and that and and that and the the as as more people are competing for that abundance people think that a lot of the apps on your phone are free because because they get advertising dollars they're free because it's a, the your flashlight's a line of code and it scales in uh, uh, it scales everywhere and it never has to be written again um it, it's free because your phone app looks like that too or so your your uh, your camera app looks like that too and we take way more photos today we have an abundance in photos um, for uh, for no cost. Whereas before, we had to take individual photos and it looked totally different. As those industries change and provide abundance, they should fall in price. And if we hold up price unnaturally by trying to just cling to a system that's inflating, then then we divide society.
1: So, Jeff, um, while... Yeah, Jan, Janet Yellen's comments about Bitcoin notwithstanding, she and I went to the same college, Brown. So I'm sort of proud that you know we have. A <laughs> Secretary of the Treasury said. But that being said, let's assume that we elbow her out of the job, and we you know we put Jeff Booth in the job. Okay, and you have all the tools, including Bitcoin, most importantly, at your disposal. Fix stuff for us. How are we going to use? How is Bitcoin used? Right. How 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 would a wise You know, policymaker use Bitcoin to navigate the challenges that we're facing on a macro level.
2: So, and I think you would argue, you would you would agree with this: the the problems that we're facing on a macro level have been made exceedingly worse by ignoring the problems that created them in the first place and papering them over. And the externalities created by papering over those problems first in two thousand, not in two thousand eight, before two thousand eight, but then in two thousand eight, and now more. And just like I predicted in the thesis, if if technology is driving exponentially this way, then you're needing exponential money printing to f- fix that this way. Now the problem is so bad that the government is twenty six percent of all income. Personal and income. So, so the government is the market, there, and, and 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 its holding really, price of commercial real estate shouldn't not be anywhere near what commercial real estate is in in COVID. Yet yeah, so
1: it's. Trying, if I can interject, so one of the the SEC's resistance to a Bitcoin uh, a Bitcoin ETF is that the market is manipulated, right? Which, is I, I, funny, I, I, right, when you think about, well, let's start with the oil market, right, where we have OPEC. Right. We have a strategic petroleum reserve, and to say nothing of where you were headed um, in terms of market manipulation, just
2: it, it's unbelievable. But, but again, you're holding prices high, preventing the market the natural clearing functions of the market to, to take hold, to, to, to allow you to, re, to regrow the other side. And by doing that, there's a whole bunch of people left out of that wealth. So some people are you've made money unnaturally and you pick the pocket of other people to give them now those same prices in real estate houses rents everything else that you've unnaturally kept high then this then a whole bunch of people that can't pay for their food or housing come back to government and say i need some money so i can pay for my uh my food and housing which they made the problem in the first place and no actor in the system can change that and by the way and if i came in i couldn't change uh, i couldn't change that because it's a system problem. And 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 again g- when the rules change, smart people change. Ch- technology has changed the rules. The existing system will fail and 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 the geopolitical mess and normally these systems fail through war and they get to get reset. And first through and a lot of times through revolution, then war, and then they get reset. I wish that wasn't the case. But the existing system creates more and more instability in the system because of because of ignoring fundamentals. In other words, stopping creative destruction at the company level and the economy level, all that happened is creative destruction moved to the to the currency and monetary level.
1: Come on, Jeff, you're supposed to be a utopian technologist. Tell tell us how we (laughs) Tell us how we used, you know, technology in the form of Bitcoin to, to get through this. You know, so now
2: that so now the, now the, other, the uh, now the other side, right, if if governments today stopped printing or fiscal or anything else, you would have a depression on your hands that would look like the 30s would look like a walk in the park it would you would have everything collapse down to 90% uh, it would collapse by 90% banks would fail all the banks would fail governments would fail so that's why they can't let because because deflation the debt can never be you can't let deflation happen the debt can never be paid back but but the natural market is deflation because of technology so enter a system change from outside the system that's what bitcoin is it's a currency that would over time allow for deflation. So if you measured your life in Bitcoin, in Bitcoin, you will see the natural market and pricing, the, the true pricing and prices will have everything over time will keep falling. Bitcoin will rise, but if you measured, if, you, if your currency standard is Bitcoin, is that if that's what your unit of account is, you'll see over time, the natural market. And so if that happens slow enough, and, and, and Bitcoin moves broadly into society, then, then that is a great thing because it also is a forcing function for technology to be able to move broadly to society.
1: Um, so So you're saying that, that the, for an individual, right, owning the Bitcoin is a way to defend yourself. But what's the government doing now, right? Because the government is 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 in that same same position you just you discussed, right? Which is, if they try to shut the machine off, the economy collapses. They've got to find a way, to sort of, let things out, sort of slowly, right?
2: So uh, so so think about what's happening right right now geopolitically, and this is connected. The so so China is printing more than the U.S. to keep their dollar lower, to keep their labor rate lower so that we buy more, so US buys more goods. And US is trying to uh, to devalue their dollar to be able to gain jobs, lower their labor rate, when technology is, is, because if you lower your labor rate, then technology won't take the jobs as fast. So that's what's happening all over the world and it's kind of a race to the bottom on currency. More and more of, of this is happening. And that is creating the same geopolitical tension um, or, or around or, or around the world communism is defunded by a free market if there's anybody that knows this it's the us the us was founded on on these principles on the rights of the individual in a free and a free market and and so the only way to control citizens is through if 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 you if you actually so i suspect that that the best way for for the us to actually kind of emerge emerge or really strong out of this is to embrace Bitcoin because China won't embrace Bitcoin.
1: So when you say embrace, do you mean hold it as a reserve asset, so sell our mm-hmm. gold and buy bitcoin like what 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 is embrace? How does that manifest itself?
2: I suspect that that'll happen eventually um, and it might happen quietly uh, uh, early on, but first it'll it be. Uh, uh regulation around the on-ramps off ramps and the whole new industry ecosystem that is uh that is that understands where technology is going and why that's a good thing for uh for humanity
1: have you let me, me only a back so i uh, you know I would have rightly i think well not rightly people would probably accuse me in the fall of being too bullish on Bitcoin and the last six months, it's just been remarkable, you know, the events in terms of the institutional adoption, um, you know, banks committing to it, right from B of A Mellon to J P Morgan. I mean, they're being pulled by their invest by their clients. Like they're not, you know, they're not going into it. They you know they realize they have to do it, or, or their customers are going to go somewhere else. What What you, is it? Is this what you expected? Is it happening faster? Um, it's,
2: it's what I expected. Um, I uh, I. I think it'll. Um, I think in this cycle we'll see it continue like this, and uh, um, and then in the next into the next half, it'll trade sideways for some time. It'll go way up from here this year, I believe. Um, then it'll trail back down into the next having cycle as it trails back down, and um, it down and choppy for the next kind of two years after that. Um, people will bias why it's doing that. Because they'll say, OK, government's going to regulate it, or this, or this. And then into the next halving cycle, I believe it's going to take off again.
1: All right. So I want to press on this. Um, I'm not an economist, but you know, I have been a trader. And what I have experienced is that all great, obvious trades eventually go away. Right. So the grayscale arbitrage right, was a great trade. And we've done it. And I had this instinct in September to to not do it. And gratefully, we didn't do it, which falls in the category of like better lucky than good. (laughs) Um, But it feels to me like half the world has the following trade on. I buy Bitcoin at the halving and then I sell it 14 to 18 months out. And that feels to me like the grayscale trade. And so it's my personal view, and I like your reaction to this, that one of two things is gonna happen. I I I think this cycle looking like the other cycles is a less than 10% chance. So I think either it's gonna this cycle ends much sooner than people are expecting, right? And we head into a crypto bear market, you know, earlier, or and I'm wearing a Bitcoin hat, so you can imagine
2: that this, <laughs> right.
1: this is the one. I think that we're going to get to a high number. People will sell their Bitcoin, some OG Bitcoin holders. You may even see hedge funds short Bitcoin, and it's just going to laugh at everybody and keep moving higher. I'm not saying we're not going to have cycles, but that it will go higher and that the the bull market will last longer from a temporal standpoint than people expect. And then, of course, do you, know, you have any thoughts on that? Just I, I,
2: I, love the, I, I, I love that you said that. So so one of the things that when, when you hear the FUD around Bitcoin, um, you realize how early we are in this cycle. So you might not be early. And to, to make the investment or bet that you did with your funds and everything else, you would have done diligence, like I did diligence, and then every attack factor, what does this look like? And come to the realization that it's not Bitcoin that holds the risk. Bitcoin's an asymmetric bet. it's the an existing system and everything priced in other dollars it holds the massive risk And there's very few people that still understand that and and, and so we are so early in this cycle um, and and so now to your having cycle I agree with you it won't look it w- I, I suspect it won't exactly match and whether it matches closer in this cycle or the next one at some point that will arbitrage out.
1: Right, because right, it just it seems there's too many people playing from the same playbook, and it. it, it my experience with markets is is that it just never. Whenever when there's a, such a strong consensus, and you know people are tweeting, where are we in the? In this, what do you think we are in the cycle? You know, it it just doesn't play out that way.
2: Um, yeah, but what I would say is, if you ask most people, like you're you're deeply in here. I, in in YPO around my technology friends and 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 very wealthy individuals, not the foggiest. Like it's really early.
1: Oh no! I you know again I mentioned I'm from LA and you know my collection of friends there, all of whom you know done reasonably well. None of them own any Bitcoin. I mean any Bitcoin, zero. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we actually. Uh, last week we figured out that a lot of the emails that our sales team send out have been getting bounced back we weren't aware of it because we have the word Bitcoin like in a footer with like a, for a regulatory disclosure and there are servers a, a decent number of them that if they see the word Bitcoin it's like the word al-qaeda right? <laughs> so um, when when I heard that I was like that's awesome it, it's uh, it's early um, and I you know I think that I think that makes it Makes it very exciting.
2: So, 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 think about some of the these things. Because, by the way, what I'm, what, um, some of these concepts that we talk about. So, government today, one of the concepts about Bitcoin is bad for the climate, right? Uses energy. Now, let's dig a little bit on on that um, and say. So, number one, I think you know this, but Bitcoin. Searches for low-cost energy, and so it actually helps the grid of solar expand. And it uh, and 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 that should happen. It should con- continue to advance uh, solar because it's uh, Bitcoin miners are constantly searching for the lowest cost energy. But that's actually the small part of the conver- conversation. The bigger part of the conversation I- I- is this: technology, including energy, is deflationary. And so energy is nine percent of the global gdp and it's the number one input of everything else we do a lot of things become they work or they don't work because of energy in fact the the entire entire oil um uh, uh us uh, on oil reserve, everything else was about energy, low cost, low, low cost en- energy, securing energy. And it's a geopolitical game. But now, now you have new solar, not ready to transition all the solar renewables, but you have new energy competing at the lowest cost, additive to the energy grid. So that must therefore be deflationary and. Additive to deflation that we're already talking about on a kind of an exponential layer because it talks it cuts t- cuts across everything. Now, what do you do as a government? Because what you're trying to do, what you're saying is, I care about climate, so I'm going to fund innovation and climate to reduce uh, planet climate damage, uh, CO two emissions, and every time that you increase more energy from lower cost, clean energy, it's lower cost. And so I have to offset that lower cost by printing money to make oil prices go up, to make other things work, to be able to buy more and more and more. So, um, the existing monetary system of the world, you cannot grow forever on a finite planet. Growth with technology is different than growth for the last hundred years. Growth with technology makes things free, or lowers the cost so much that they, it changes the economic calculation, and that's the thing that people are really missing. It's a and it's a, and it's a big deal. It's impossible to cl- solve climate um, out of the existing system. In fact, the existing system is the cause of climate change.
1: No, like I think I actually think that for the next year or so. This issue of ESG investing and Bitcoin being bad for the environment is going to be the single biggest obstacle to further adoption. And I think it's sort of funny that JP Morgan, you know, Jamie Diamond is calling Bitcoin a dirty asset because there is probably no company in the world that has contributed ruining the climate and the, the, the environment than JP Morgan, if we were to look at its sort of long history, including right now where it's representing Exxon in a proxy battle. Um, and I think by trying to characterize Bitcoin as a, quote, dirty asset, right, that would slow, I think, you know, their, investors are becoming more focused on that in the construction of their portfolios. So that, the, but we have a challenge, because because our that is a soundbite. And you're providing a nuanced, right, intelligent, but not soundbite response. And 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 this is something we as a community I think need to work on.
2: I think so too. Because here's what I believe believe, if technology, and it's not an if, technology is advancing exponentially. That that technology should be giving us abundance for less. We don't need as many things. It gives us more for free. And jobs come out of the and if jobs can come out of the equation as things go to free. We don't have to be on a mouse wheel forever, working uh, our entire lives to try to save enough money to retire the last 10. It looks different. but In that model, which is required for the change in technology, it's a structural change. Um, In that model, Bitcoin might be the only thing that saves the planet it's actually exactly the opposite to what people are talking about. What they're talking about is the same reason they talk about real estate always going up without measuring, because they're measuring from within a system. And real estate always goes up from within a system if you don't look at the $185 trillion of stimulus it took in the last 20 years to make real estate always go up.
1: Shopping malls haven't always gone up. Um, but
2: but but again, what what you're talking about, even if you looked at the CPI index and everything else, is imagine the CPI index, what that would look like without that $185 trillion of stimulus over the last 20 years. So it wouldn't just be TVs getting bigger and cheaper. It wouldn't be just your computers. The the CPI index and all of that is is, is all the technology products are outrunning that at a scale. And driving price.
1: Well, you you would never have had fracking, right? Easy money made fracking possible, right? Right. You know, all that capital was lost, right? But it it was it was easy money that financed, right, that sort of dirty. um, And I'm an energy guy. I spent a lot of time trading energy. Um, uh, No, I look. I think it's fascinating. If you if you look out 50 years from now, we're not going to be using fossil fuels, right? And, And what General Motors says at 2030. They don't want to sell any cars, right, that you other than electric cars. So this problem self-corrects, right? Because let's face it, it it, it is true that over half of Bitcoin is not renewable, right? And some portion of it is dirty coal coming out of automatically, right? I mean, we we, we can't hide from that. That is true. Um, But it's also true, back to my roots in LA, that Approximately 28% of the electricity that goes into your Tesla is coal, right? Because, because the power that that DWP gets, it used to be about 50% coal. They've got it under 30, but they have coal plants that they own, not in California, Nevada, and Utah. They have transmission lines, and so you're pouring, you know, almost 30% of what you're putting in your Tesla is coal. So it's it's sort of all around us, but but you know.
2: But 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 again, what what ends up happening is, technologies it happens uh, really slowly. So they they happen fast. We misjudge. We overestimate the impact early on, and then we massively underestimate the impact later. And you've read it in the book. But that if if I fold a piece of paper on itself fifty times, that piece of paper will reach from here to the sun. I've re- I've asked that question to people all over the uh, uh, all over the world to uh, audiences, and most people guess ninety nine percent of people guess about two inches uh, um, that the piece of paper would be two inches. But it shows, and I am not doing it for okay, look at a parlor trick. What it does is shows how badly we un- misunderstand uh, the exponentials, and it is the same reason why we 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 early on in solar we think it's going to work. And it costs way too much, and nobody pays attention because it doesn't hit an economic calculation that matters. And and then we underestimate it on the other side, because the, as a, as the economic viability increases, all the market moves there. Well, as the market's moving there because of the lower prices, it's going to transition faster and faster and faster, and the corresponding offset for the existing inflationary system has to be more and more printing of money. To try to eradicate that technology gain.
1: So, Jeff, if we're wrong, right, and I'm you know embarrassed by the fact that I wore a Bitcoin hat for, <laughs> for the rally of 2020-21. I'm like a, a pitcher with a no-hitter, I'm afraid to take it off. Um, why are we gonna be wrong? What do you worry about?
2: Um, If there's one thing I still uh, um, th- think about or I'm curious about, it's uh, and and in the next years I'm not worried about it because I'm pretty deep into the technologists around it. But but quantum um, really? is is a um, and and next five ten years and I think the network is designed in a way that it'll get uh, um, it gets stronger and stronger against this. So it should be post quantum. Uh, 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 favorability and everything else, and a network will evolve. It's designed into the network, but but that is something that uh, that if I said an edge case, if I was looking for edge cases of the very uh, so there's a non-zero chance. If I'm saying technology is moving this fast, and it's hard to forecast how fast fast technology is moving, then it would be really Ignorant of me to say it's impossible, no matter what,
1: mm-hmm. that
2: some, something uh, something moves. So I watch for that. I I I think right now it's almost a zero probability um, where we are today, but it, but I'll continue to watch for that.
1: And ha- and where would we see that bubbling up? In, uh, in other words, you know, uh, I, I, you know, I, said I actually was an energy investor, and I. Rightly underestimated the speed through which renewables would take the legs out of the energy market. Right, right. so yeah, I learned from that. Um, so I do learning from that experience. Like, what are the signs that this is something that we that is is sort of happening, and we need to pay really careful attention to?
2: So, so it would be hard to go into because the attack vectors aren't what people think, and there's not, uh, and so. Th- it, to, to say it's going to nullify the whole network, I don't believe that. And the algorithm change, uh, the, uh, the hashing changes to be able to admit, uh, to, to update that and as well. Quantum computers are really bad at algorithms. And so so it, it makes it today... Maybe for the next ten years, technically unfeasible to be able to do that. But if you if you broke through that earlier at some other point, some of the early Bitcoin um, in the in the wallets weren't weren't uh, they were public keys or whatever, and so you you could hack those. You might be able to hack those, and by doing by doing so, not vol- not invalidate the network or anything else, but. It would create an incentive at some point down the road, unless the protocol changes, to, to try to because there's so much value in those early coins. So, so there's there's a, there's a bunch of when you look at these different different things. Is it risk to the entire network? Is it risk to the blockchain? Probably not. But where where could it hold uh, it hurt the value for some time?
1: Look, Jeff, I follow you on Twitter, so I hope you'll tweet about it because I probably won't otherwise, like, be aware that there's development. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to count on your Twitter feed is, you know uh, to let us know, you know, that we need to be, uh, you know, you, you know, be careful. Uh, this has been great. You know, um, I'm sorry, you going to say something?
2: no and, and and i think the, the beautiful thing about this uh, and 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 probably the best way to look at this is if you think about all the sharp minds defending this network and the innovation that's coming onto this network and the amount of now capital innovation the, the this the smartest technology minds um, it, bitcoin twitter is a really great spot it's harsh sometimes but it, but it constantly evolves and it's and it's it's, it's kind of clarifying, the best information wins. You
1: no, know, I actually joined Twitter in September of last year just because I, I, I had been told that I should follow Bitcoin Twitter. And you're right, it, it, it is a great exchange of ideas. Um, and what's really impressed me is the number of smart minds, really smart minds in Bitcoin. And then the other thing that really got me super comfortable, so much so, you know, I put my personal capital in first, but I'm riskier with my own money than I am when I'm a fiduciary of others. Was that this was great. As I said, VJ's piece was great. There's a bunch of other stuff that that not as good as this stuff, but that was helpful. And when we when we started marketing, you know, uh, talking about Bitcoin, you know, regulators like us to have things that are fair and balanced. So we had to find stuff that was giving the, the negative case on Bitcoin and there is a negative case, but there are no really thoughtful pieces out there. There is no counter to this or BJ's piece where you read it and you're like, that's really compelling, right? So you, I don't know, that that helped me a lot because it's one thing for Nero Rubini to fire off tweets and write a column here but they're ad hominem, ad hominem and tax. Um,
2: yeah, here's here's what, and, and I'd seriously ask ask anybody, ask on Twitter, ask anybody, how are you going to make the existing system work without concentrating all power in the state against technology moving at this rate? And they and 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 what you'll find you'll what you'll find is a whole bunch of crickets on that. They'll say, well, we can't allow deflation because deflation would be bad for debt, which is true and everything. And, and, but you'll find a whole bunch of crickets on that con- con- conversation that I, I just uh, had because it's impossible. Be, it, and that's why I said, this is a structural change to society. It's a, and, and those structural changes don't come around very often and we don't notice them when they do, just like Blockbuster didn't notice Netflix. And 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 that's what's happening in our monetary system today. And there's very few people that are are really understanding what it means for everything else. The rules, all of the rules, change. It's almost upside down from the way we grew up. And and well, I don't know if I, I was ready to like that or anything else. It doesn't change. It doesn't change the facts. So we better start to design. We better start to design a system that is congruent with that system.
1: Well, Jeff, I've become a Buddhist. I don't like or dislike. I just accept things as they are and make decisions. Oh, I love a that.
2: <laughs> love that.
1: <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much. This was awesome. I want to flash your book again, which I highly recommend, The Price of Tomorrow. And, um, you know, this has really been great. You know, thank you for taking the time. And, you know, uh, let's uh, let's stay in touch. And hopefully we'll have you, you know, we're having uh, Salt in New York in September. We'd love to have you on a panel uh talking Bitcoin, deflation, monetary policy. I'd
2: love to, love to do that. Thanks again for having me.
0: That'd be great. Joe, you want to take us out? Absolutely. Thank you again, Jeff. And thank you, Brett, for leading this conversation. I'm glad we got to hold up the book and be um, advertorial about that. So as Brett mentioned, we are coming to New York for SALT New York in September 13th through 15th. So more information will be available on our website at salt.org. If you're looking to learn more about SALT Talks, listen to us on podcast salt.org backslash talks where you can also find our full library of previous salt talks dating back to may of 2020 we're also on social media if you want to watch any of these or engage with our conversation on twitter it's at salt conference youtube is salt tube and we're also of course on linkedin and facebook but on behalf of the entire salt team this is joe leto signing off for today we'll see you again soon